own definitions of success. We will share with you the tips and techniques they use to style their mind and give you the tools you need to start mind styling for yourself. Hello, lovely mind stylists. Welcome to today's episode of Mind Styling. I'm Amy Armstrong. And I'm Dr. Becky Sage. And today we're talking about Gillian Kowalchuk's top tip, start with yourself. And I thought that was really powerful, actually. That sense of self is so important if we're going to keep on getting up again when we get knocked down, keep on taking those steps and moving forward. How did it land with you, Becky? It's a fundamental that I carry with me, not just for me as an individual, but for the leaders of the future. And when I say leaders, I mean anyone. I think we're all leaders. I think we all have to take responsibility. And I think in order to be ethical leaders, we have to start with ourselves because if we make decisions based on trying to fill a hole, trying to validate ourselves, trying to be okay, trying to survive, uh, we don't necessarily make the the best decisions, um, whether that be the kind of the most reasoned decisions, but also we can't listen to our hearts. We can't listen to our instincts. We can't, you know, so, so I think it's an absolute fundamental belief that I carry that we really must look after ourselves in order to look after each other, to look after our businesses and to look after the planet. Mm. And looking after ourselves, I think, is also just about, and you alluded it to it there, it's also about tuning into ourselves, accepting ourselves in our entirety, getting comfortable with ourselves. So we're not going out there seeking validation and trying to fix the self-doubt. It's actually us working at tuning in and, and thinking about and being in love with who I am what makes me who I am, owning that and getting comfortable with it. Mm. I like to think of it as three separate layers. I quite often think of uh, these three separate layers. And and one is our self-worth, one is self-esteem, and one is self-confidence. Yes. And and I think kind of getting those three it, right, and, and I think we may have talked about this before because I know Polly was talking about self-confidence, but the way I delineate the three is that self-worth is being able to understand that you are worthy regardless of anything, uh, that you as a human being deserve to to like be able to pursue opportunities to be safe, to be healthy, to have human rights, to you know build good relationships, all of those things. So it's the real like, again, fundamental self-worth you are worthy and mm. if we look after ourselves we can we can build that belief self esteem and is is all about am am i esteemed in my own eyes and so that is potentially linked to external factors but it's I, the way i see it is self esteem is what you carry for yourself if you live to your values or if you're doing your best to live to your values so you're trying to you know, again, you've worked on yourself enough to understand what are the things that are important to me and and is that how I show up every, every day or do my best to show up every day? Mm. And and 
if you've done those things, then then you can kind of carry yourself with self-esteem. And then self-confidence is something that is a bit more contextual. And and it's interesting because I think sometimes we think about self-confidence more of this idea of self-worth, but actually the self-confidence is about being able to learn, being able to develop, being able to know, you know, you won't always feel 100% confident in things that you're doing, but you may know that you can go and learn those things and and develop those things. And, and so I think when we talk about starting with self, I think those three layers are really interesting because I think the self-worth is really where that and the self-esteem is a little bit more where some of those holes that you feel might be trying to exist. The self-confidence is where we can look at learning and developing and growing and and be, getting more comfortable in situations where maybe we wouldn't have been comfortable before. And so I, I find it very helpful to think about mm. those three steps and look at it in that way. And confidence is a really interesting one. I think it comes from, well, it comes from the Latin word confidere, which means to trust. And I've mentioned this before, but mm. actually to trust ourselves, to trust ourselves to be able to learn from this, to trust ourselves to be able to show up. Mm. Um, and I think it does. You're, you're right. I love those different, the distinction between those different layers because it's actually a bit of a journey, isn't it? And there'll mm-hmm. be times when we retract and then times when we're able to grow again. Mm. Self-confidence does come from knowing yourself as well. And of course, that the self-worth and self-esteem because to esteem oneself is to value yourself. So as you say, mm. it's linked to values. I think it needs self-worth. There's an mm-hmm. absolute requirement for mm-hmm. that. However, what we're both saying there is this isn't about uh, you showing up the finished article in any way. What you're doing is you're building the foundations. And, mm. and it's that classic story of building it on rock rather than sand. And so sometimes actually knowing where our vulnerabilities are and being comfortable with that. Mm. So being able to know what our needs are and and be able to learn how to voice them and express them. Because actually, if we think about it, all all of the rich conversations we've had with our guests, so many of them, time and time again, if not all of them, uh, the reason that they have struck out on their own, created their businesses, made the mark on the world on their own terms, and Gillian has certainly done this. She's an absolute case in point. Is she's taken a moment which was difficult, an inflection moment, which caused her reflection, mm-hmm. and she's built on it. And so she's turned a moment of vulnerability into a a position of strength. She's mm. been able to turn it into something that has become her passion and her purpose, why she shows up each day. And I think it's something about knowing yourself is about framing your stories mm. into personally meaningful experiences that have shaped us and and, and being able to share them, you know, even mm. when it's been a difficult one. Yeah, it's um, it's a very. I, I completely agree that it be, knowing yourself and telling your stories is it's a very interesting thing actually, and it's a process I've been through. Um, where it was kind of when I was in a thing, I was I couldn't tell that story. I didn't mm. really even know it was happening, and then you get out the other side, and 
maybe you find other people who also, or you read about something that validates your feelings within that experience and, and gives you some kind of uh, hooks that help you to construct that narrative about what you've been through. And then, and, but then what I did was start to start to tell that story here, there and everywhere, you know, like all like completely vulnerable. And, and that was, I mean, useful in some ways, because again, I think, I think other people can find value in that and they can connect to that. But I've also learned over time, the parts of the story that kind of need to be told and the parts of the story that don't actually need to be, maybe they needed to be told a few times in order to get me to a point where actually I don't need to tell those stories. And I don't think that others need to hear that that full story in order to find solidarity or to find understanding mm. or connection. So, so that's been interesting. But of course, what I've just described is, again, reflection, self-awareness um, yes. in terms of going through that process and doing the metacognition work and uh, from that reflective practice of, okay, I can look at what happened here and mm. see what's happened and I've done that through storytelling and and that storytelling kind of tests the water so it's interesting because of course Gillian um as well as doing everything else she didn't really talk much about this but she she also kind of teaches people around presenting and doing TED talks and and she's done her her TED talk and so again telling the story she did talk a lot about advocacy but um telling the story also became a really important part of this starting with self so and i think that that comes again it's these these rings of self other organization the wider context you've got those those rings that kind of move out and i i guess what happens is that the that the storytelling is the part that connects us from the self to the relationships, to the organization, to the wider context. Yes. And humans are tribal creatures, aren't we? And mm -hmm. it's words that connect us. It's shared experiences that connect us and that can light us up and they can inspire us emotionally. And of course, so much of our decision-making is mm -hmm. based on emotions. And the other thing that you uh, sparked in me there with your reflections was sometimes those stories, particularly in the early days, can become victim orientated and so actually mm. and actually the power of owning your inner narrative and understanding its position in your life story arc is about moving from a victim status into a place where you are able to voice your vulnerabilities mm. so you're able to voice this didn't go well or I had a problem and I think it's it's something around us getting comfortable with our mistakes the things that went wrong, the choices that weren't the best choices, those moments when we let ourselves down or the environment around us let us, us down or we were in a position where we felt less than. Um, mm. And actually we can derive great strength and growth from moving through those and reshaping them, reframing them um, and just acknowledging them and going, okay, that didn't work so well. But actually, the growth mindset is, so that didn't work. However, and we're exactly. off onto the next trajectory. Yeah. And I think what you've said quite a few times there, moving through, off onto the, you know, it's that pause, but it's not a forever rumination. And I think it, this did come up in the interview as well. Um, and again, this has been a real discovery for me 
in terms of my reflective practices, I think I've always known it to be true. I, I get to know myself better. I get to know the world better. I get to know other people better by doing things. That's that's my mode of exploration. And, and I think for so many people, that's the case. You know, I mean, I love reading too, don't get me wrong. And I love engaging with other people and I will stop and meditate on things. But I've also, again, taken that too far, I think, at different times where I'm kind of like, I've got to get to know it so well. And I've got to be able to... Um, articulate every single little thing before I can move to the next step and it's like actually no that's that's not what it's about actually and and starting with yourself isn't saying I'm going to be the perfect person and and I'm going to you know go and live on a mountaintop and and meditate and and have nice baths all the time and and be completely healed so to speak and um you know before I then move it's like no it's through the action it's through living your per to your purpose and and doing the things that fulfill your purpose or or living your values that you get to know yourself better and in some cases you can't always even articulate that you you do but you know it inherently and you know that feeling I think we all know that feeling when we feel kind of a bit confident or grounded or um just that contentment maybe or happiness is and and that ability to then step up and tackle these challenges that we're trying to solve in our business and create connections with, with people you may not have had connections with before or the, those new relationships that you need to form and and I think that that's something that Gillian really has done very well or certainly that's what she described and she she was able to do that start with self um and use that as this kind of forced through action that took yes. things from one step to the next to the next and also and and it brings us neatly back around to your opening point um when we know ourselves then we can look after ourselves better so rather than trying to apply everyone else's solutions for success mm. we can actually just tune into what works best for us mm. and um Gillian talked about uh, when we start with self then we can get more clear we can think more clearly mm. and um so yes just tuning into what serves you best and surrounding yourself with energizers rather than stressors mm -hmm. to allow yourself yeah. to step into your strength yeah um absolutely so uh, please do let us know your reflections on this. How have you gone about discovering yourself? How have you gone about looking after yourself? And and how is it, where is it you get kind of get the tips, the inspiration? How do you discover what works for you and what doesn't work for you? It, it was definitely a big uh, motivation for starting the podcast was telling so many different stories, having different perspectives. So you can see it's not one size fits all. And so that's something that it'd be lovely for us to hear from you about. And if you do want to get in touch, please do find us on Instagram and Facebook at Mindstyling Podcast or on Twitter at Mindstyling Pod. And we would love to hear from you. Don't forget to subscribe and share the podcast with anyone who you think might be interested. Thank you for listening. Thanks, Amy. Thank you, Becky. So we can't always control the situations that are going on outside of us, but we can be in control of how we react to those situations. And that is what mind styling is all about.